Okay. Here we are. Here we are. It's our first <laughs> inaugural episode. Inaugural. So. <laughs> so this is Brown Burndown. Brown Burndown. The Brown Burndown. The Brown Burndown. The Brown Burndown. This the is Brown Burndown. Burn down. Burn down. The Brown Burn Down. Okay, we'll work okay. on that. <laughs> so here's our deal. We're basically two pop culture amateur aficionados. <laughs> we love reading about pop culture. We love talking about pop culture. And we felt that our phone conversations warranted another space. And here we are, ready to discuss pop culture, specifically Indians in American pop culture. Yeah, because as Indians in America, we have a lot of thoughts about the representation or lack of representation of Daisies in pop culture, so we're going to talk about it. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think this is going well. <laughs> okay, so what do we mean by pop culture? We're thinking... Definitely the people that you see in the media all the time, hence our like inaugural episode focusing on Peach Ops, also and known as Priyanka Chopra, and Nick Jonas, also known no. as every Nick like, Jonas. 25-year-old teenage crush, but not for much else. Not for much else. We're friends from college, recent graduates. Recent-ish graduates from, from college. college. Who have thoughts? We got some hot yeah, takes. Yeah, we've got some hot takes. And just FYI, we're haters. We're okay with it. We embrace it fully. We love other haters. If you love to hate, you're in the right place. Yeah, we're not exclusively haters. Sometimes we're like, what's the opposite of hate? Lovers? Lovers. (laughs) We're lovers. (laughs) Primarily, we're haters. So (laughs) if you're not into that, just stop listening. But at the same time, we want this to be a show that ultimately values positivity. Totally. And when we see BS, we call it we out. We call it out. It's This is about truth. This is about truth. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because about... what, I mean, I feel like we're living in the age of Fake not news. truth. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We're living in this age of lies and pop culture doesn't deserve that. Pop culture <laughs> does not deserve that. And Indians do not deserve so that either. Yes. yes. This is unfair generally. Okay. Um, yeah, and maybe we're, maybe we'll talk about Indians in the Trump administration at some point. I feel like that warrants an episode. I, I feel like it does too. Yeah. Let's see how this one goes <laughs> and we'll play it by ear. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yes, this inaugural episode is focusing on Priyanka Chopra, specifically in relation to Nick Jonas, which is primarily what has been in sort of the mainstream media and for a while. especially the relevant Today. Today. Because today is the date of their nuptials. <laughs> their nuptials. <laughs> but we kind of want to break this down. I'm going to go back to the root. Yeah, so we want to start at the very beginning. So we did a lot of desk research. It was extensive, I would say. <laughs> She's never been talked about in mainstream American media until probably 2013. Right, yeah. Very recently. Very recently. Um, maybe even later than that. When was Quantico? When did that start? 2015. Oh, like even more. Yeah, so she really hasn't become big in American media until just a few years ago. Which, like, kind of warrants the question, no Indian has been big in American media. Oh, yeah, and that's, I think that's 
part of the problem for sure. And like, what does it take to become big in American media? Like as, as yourself. A, as yourself, right? Not as an Indian person, as a brown person, or the opposite also, as a brown person who has to whitewash herself or himself in exactly. order to be accepted, right? So why is that idealized? Why is being a Bollywood actress who like crosses over? Because Priyanka mentions this in like a lot of interviews about how she was nervous she wouldn't be able to cross over and she like mm-hmm. recognized that she's the first Indian actress to like cross over into Hollywood. Like why is that idealized at all? What who who is deciding like West is best, right? Or like totally. that that Hollywood is superior to what she could have achieved in Bollywood. In Bollywood, right? Because, like, remember Ashwarya tried this. Ashwarya Rai, another former Miss World. Mm-hmm. She also was, like, in, like, the Pink Panther. Do you remember yeah, that? In, like, yeah. Like, 2005 or something. Right. And then we also have, like, Deepika Padukone trying to make it big in that Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel, Diesel movie. movie, which is probably not the name of it. It was, like, something with, like, a lot of X's in it. XXX, Return of Xander Cage was the movie that she was in. Okay, well, glad we got <laughs> to the bottom of that. Now that information's in our brains. It's out there now. Um, yeah, but so we have this, like, trend of Bollywood actresses trying to make it over to the U.S. and make it big here. And it really begs the question, why? <laughs> is it for acceptance in the U.S. or is it for acceptance in India? Like, what is the purpose behind transitioning careers, right? And... Where is your relevancy matter more, right? Yeah. So, well, so <laughs> where to begin? Where to begin? Priyanka had a brief music career. Brief, brief, <laughs> thankfully brief music um, career. It's great we... entertainment. Good effort on her part. Applaud <laughs> it. Yeah. But I think that was kind of her first attempt at making it big in the U.S. slash beyond the scope of just India because these videos she was in with Will I Am and And Pitbull. And Pitbull. (laughs) And like when you think about like kind of the lyrics to her of the exotic one. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's not it's not appealing to an Indian audience in Mm -hmm. any way. Mm -hmm. It's about she's like obviously gorgeous and just like exoticized right? Like she's idealized because she's foreign like beautiful woman right. or whatever she's like leaning into this like i feel so exotic i'm so worldly that's basically that's basically that's the tldr of yeah. the song but yeah the song is exoticizing the subcontinent or slash like being a non-white person from i don't know i think she problematic. yeah it's, it's not great and it sort of sets a tone for what she's kind of expecting her american career to be it's not it's not that former thing that we're saying about, like, sort of, like, bringing Indian culture yeah. to the United States so much as it is, like, filling whatever tropes she has to to appeal to an American audience. Right, exactly. And, I mean, I think also, I think that song, because it had Pitbull in it, so it definitely introduced her to this American audience, but I think at the same time it was met with accolades from her Indian audience and people had higher respect for her because now she was becoming some something else in the world's eye, not just in India's eye. Yeah, I mean, the way that I heard about this video, at least, was definitely from my cousins in India. Like, it wasn't like yeah. I, like, stumbled across oh, this on right. my own yeah. on YouTube. Exactly. Whether or not it was intentionally for that base, it upped her profile in those circles. Yeah, I agree. And so then we come to Quantico. Yeah, which 2015. Was 2015. 
if anyone has watched it. Did you see any of it? I watched the pilot and I didn't watch much more than that. I think that was like pretty much the peak of the show. But basically the premise is like it's a very American show. I don't know what it would be comparable to. Like maybe like the blacklist or like okay. FBI kind yeah. of drama. Mm-hmm. It's not like a like West Wing kind of show, certainly. And I think it's like very clear that the acting is universally thought of as being so par. Okay. Um but she's the star, she's on all these posters, it's everywhere. Yeah. And a lot of the reviews up front were sort of like watchable, but the main attraction of the show is this woman is so gorgeous. Like Pamela yeah, Trevor is just so like beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Okay. It lasted three seasons, which I think is really impressive because the concept was who's the terrorist? And then after the first season is over and it's revealed to the terrorists. And then like the second season is like real. I watched this show in its entirety. But like it's like reaching for straws. So I think the fact that it lasted that long is 100% a testament to her because there's no big names in this show. Right, it's yeah, like very much just, just her. Her. And I think that was, like, a really big boost for her personally to be like, oh, I can carry a show. And right. it was a boost for her career, too, because then she started appearing in things like Baywatch, Uh-oh. which is, like, I guess, <laughs> real. But also a stepping stone yeah. for her, right? And Quantico was a huge stepping stone yeah. for her. And that's pretty incredible for her, like, to do that. And Yeah, and she was, like, on the cover of the Time 100 issue as, like, one of the most influential people right. as being, like, the first... Indian woman to headline um, an American TV show, TV yeah. Show. Okay, so with that, she entered sort of the, I don't know, zeitgeist. She, like, was invited yes. to, like, the Academy Award. And the Met Gala. And the Met Gala. What is the guest list for the Oscars, actually? Just, like, are you tangentially relevant, relevant right now? Yeah, and I think it's a lot of, like, what's trending. And she was trending right after Quantico came out. Baywatch was out. She was, like... Up and coming on the rise. star, yeah, on the rise. exactly. So there she is. So there she is at the Met Gala. At the Met Gala, and so I think this is a <laughs> good segue to our ostensible theme. Yes, Priyanka plus Nick. Plus Nick. Okay, well, like quickly, maybe we should do Nick a little justice. Like, yeah, this is about brown people, but like context. Mm-hmm. Context is Nick is. A former Jonas brother? Former Jonas brother. I don't know if they ever officially disbanded. Yeah. <laughs> but they all seem to be marrying people and doing other things now. Other so. adventures, yeah. So they're, I guess they're artists. Artists. <laughs> well, Nick Jonas was in Jumanji. Did you see that? I did hear about that. I did not watch it. I watched a lot more trash than you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first Jumanji was just super scary for me. So I it- just never watched I wanted to watch it ever again slash anything related to it. <laughs> yeah, the first one was like genuinely scary. Pro tip, the second one is not. Tom. Is he a decent actor? Uh, I mean, he's fine. I didn't have any major complaints. Yeah, I guess he's been doing this for a while. Yeah, so he's been around. He's Jonas Brother. He's a Jonas Brother. Mm-hmm. He's got some good songs. He's like well known for his like Disney Channel stint, I would say. Uh, Camp Rock, you mean? Camp Rock. They had a show called Jonas, Jonas. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you're right. Um, and they were paired with Demi Lovato a lot. Exactly. Nick was not paired with her so much as Joe was paired with her in, like, the camp rock yeah, saga. Yeah, But I guess off-screen, they were definitely close, right? Nick and yeah. Nick and Demi. They were, like, besties. And basically, long story short, is there's a lot of speculation on the interwebs that Demi and Nick went to, on tour together when they were both single. And Demi fell in love with him. And he might have fallen in love with her, too. It's, like, a little unclear. But she has a lot of songs on her album that are, like, basically about him and how she, like, knows that they've been best friends for so long and she wants to wait for him forever. 
basically there's a speculation that like either Nick was like leading her on or like they actually had a thing and it was like maybe going to be, you know, something serious. Mm -hmm. That's the Nick background. That's the Nick background. It's like, he's a Jonas brother. He maybe had a thing with Demi. Yeah. It's a little unclear. Unclear. Questionable talent also. Questionable talent. Like definitely if we're comparing Priyanka. Like superstardom. Yeah. To literal IMDB camp rock. (laughs) Plus Jumanji, apparently. <laughs> hey, don't forget Jumanji. Yeah. So, no, yeah. it's true. It's, it's, she's like a superstar. Right. And also I think it's worth noting that Nick is trying to... He's still trying to... <laughs> he is still an aspiring artist. On the up and up. He he's has like those few songs. Like, yeah. Chains. Chains. Jealous. No, I didn't even know that. <laughs> there you go. And close. Closer. <laughs> the one that Bianca and Nick are dancing close. to. Closer. Yeah. One of those. Um, Which is on the homepage of Vogue right now. Yeah. Check out Vogue. You haven't checked out Vogue. <laughs> Sponsor. Vogue.com. <laughs> but, yeah, they're on, the, they're on that page. But also, like, weird because he wrote that song about another woman another woman so that's a weird choice but and they're choosing to ignore it that's the weirder part yeah. i don't know okay, yeah, okay well so that's what they're doing that's their that's their that's their thing so yeah. then they meet at the met gala allegedly allegedly seems like their whole get together was just very creepy like <laughs> sounds like he kind of texted his buddy and was like yo she's wow she hot yeah she hot <laughs> So, okay, so he doesn't slide into her DMs, per se. He slides, he slides into, into her, her friend's DMs. And so she's interested, which is why she gives him the phone number. Now, their relationship has been literally six months long? Four months long? Like, closer to four, four, I feel. Four. It's a short time. Like, who knows? So they, like, met at this 2017 gala e situation. Yeah. Then a year goes by. They're texting. And then... Meanwhile, Nick has this thing with Demi that's maybe happening, and then all of a sudden, bam, wham, after, like, three dates, they're engaged. They're engaged all of a sudden. And, like, around this time, Demi unfollows him on social media. Yeah. It's, like, as much as we have acknowledged to being haters, I would be into a Demi and Nick thing. Yeah. They've known each other for so long. They're growing up together. They've grown up together. They know each other really well. Yeah. It's like childhood work together. Love. Yeah. Exactly. They've worked together. They've toured like, together. Toured together. They know like, each other at their worst, at their right. best. Yeah. And from my understanding, like, it sounds like Nick was really there for Demi when she was struggling through her bad times. Yeah. And addiction. So, so, Support a partner. Yeah. I would be team Demi plus Team Nick. Yeah. Okay. So, now we're at the point where they're engaged. Somehow. Why are we so happy for them and jumping off the moon that, like, they're in love? I know. Which we all, which, which, like, I don't know. No, we're not. Let's no, not pretend. Yeah, let's not <laughs> pretend. I mean. We're pretty bummed out about it. And honestly, it feels like we're not the, we're no. the only people. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it feels like we're alone. I don't know. I feel like people aren't very vocal about hating on this relationship. And because it's problematic. And it is for a lot of reasons. Yes. Okay, well, I think first. Before we analyze this entire thing, we need a disclaimer here that it's not there's no bias here against age. There's nothing wrong with a younger man dating an older woman, vice versa. Um, she's what thirty six, he's twenty six. Like in our eyes, there's nothing problematic with that. 
everyone's so, legal. It's all good. It's all good <laughs> as long as it's legal, right? And I guess like they they do seem happy. So good for them. That's good for them, right? But we do have some quibbles. concerns. Yes, quibbles. quibbles, quibbles, minor quibbles, major quibbles, maybe. <laughs> the first would be the timeline. Like we said, very short. But, like, not only is it short, but it's, like, like if you got engaged to someone that you met, like, I feel like it would be a little less weird if it was someone who, like, came from a similar background as you, yeah. came from, like, a similar set of experiences. You had mutual friends, had mutual friends, yeah. sort of, like, validation. Right. Maybe you're just so in love. It's right. fine. I think that the question comes in with, the cultural differences. Right. Not to be like, you know, people from different cultures can't be together. No, I think it's great that, yeah, like, they're of different races and they found each other and they love each other. That's always a good thing. That's always a good thing. But jumping into a marriage without completely understanding someone else's culture is, like, interesting. We can analyze this from both perspectives. Yes. Because, so from the Priyanka perspective, as we saw in her 73 Questions with Vogue, she... Which, by the way... (laughs) Do not watch. Do not watch. <laughs> PSA. <laughs> is that she's religious. She, like, prays every day. Prays every she day. She has a little puja thing. What yeah, is it called? A mandir. Mandir that she mm-hmm. carries around with her whenever she travels. Um, religion is important to her. Culture is important to her. Hindi seems to be her first language. It right. It look like English was her yeah, first she's language. she's made a whole career out of speaking Hindi. Speaking Hindi, Hindi films. Yeah. India is a very important part of who she is. And Nick had... Has he been to... I don't know if he's been to India before. I honestly before. think the first time he'd gone to India, we need to fact check this, yeah. but <laughs> was probably for their engagement. Yeah. If not, maybe before when... Jonas tour. At some point, yeah. In their Jonas tour or in the, like, three dates preceding their engagement <laughs> that he decided to go there. So, Nick comes from a... a, a Christian religious Christian. He grew up in... Dallas, I want to say. Yeah, I want to say it's Texas. Yeah. It's a very American upbringing, right? Like, their backgrounds could not be more different. And to be able to gloss over them, their differences in just three months' time is... Unrealistic. Unrealistic. So, there are not a lot of protective factors, I guess, for this relationship. Which I think is probably our, like, biggest concern, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just wait a year... To exactly. know each other really well, have a deep understanding of Indian culture, have right. a deep understanding of Hinduism. I'm at least more defensive of her because I feel like she, it feels like she's sacrificing more of herself than I think so is. too. And I, I know I, I feel for her, but I also think that that might be what she wants, right? And it, I think it goes back into the whole idea of coming from East to West and leaving Bollywood for Hollywood and making it big here and the sacrifice is part of the, the climb, right? But at the same time, uh, I think for him, it's not, I guess, not just understanding, like, what the different rituals mean or the prayers mean or what the language means, but what it means to her, right? And I think that that understanding doesn't come with superficially knowing someone. Like, you can read about all of that on the internet. You can read a book (laughs) about it. But what does this one prayer mean to her? um, And to go back to, like, your earlier point kind of about, like, West is best. Yeah. I think you see that in the way that she talks about her relationship and, like, honestly, like, her Instagram feed. Like, yeah, there's all these pictures of her with him in Dallas or somewhere in the South doing, like, kind of, like, a, if it's not an actual Actual ranch shooting thing, it's, like, a simulation. Yeah, hashtag ranch life. Hashtag ranch life. (laughs) 
in like all camo and yeah, like I think she has this like very weird idea of what America is yeah. and I don't know that's not the America I grew up in nope. I don't think it's the one you grew up in nope. and very specific kind of America. right and it's yeah it is the American experience to some people but it's not the American experience um, she has all these quotes about how like basically Nick Jonas shut down Tiffany's to like buy her a ring which also feels unnecessary because it turns out she wasn't there like he proposed to her in Greece so he just shut it down for the sake for of the shutting, sake it shutting it down and then it's because it's from this movie Sweet Home Alabama and then she gave that interview where she talked about how as a little girl like that was her dream and it's like you said that's the saddest form of internalized colonialism yeah. ever that was like a d-list rom-com like Basically, also, the guy who shuts down Tiffany's in that movie doesn't end up with Reese Witherspoon. Yes, it's a bad (laughs) movie. It's just, like, a bad example. It's basically a movie about, like, living in the South and this Reese Witherspoon character who wants to abandon her Southern roots. Right. But then, like, realizes that, like, it's a core part of who she is, which is so not what Priyanka's experience is. No. But it feels like it's, like, an aspiration for her. Because this isn't a movie she would have, like, come across... You know, to be honest, and I can't speak for every brown person in the U.S. or every person in the U.S., I hadn't watched that movie until recently. Like, yeah, it's not a movie I grew up watching. So, and even if I had, I don't know if I would have taken any pearls away from it in terms of this is what I want from my life. Uh, The pearl that I took away from that was you should end up with your high school sweetheart because they, like, know you best, <laughs> which is, like, bad advice. Bad advice. And, like, not a mantra to be living by. But, like... And give up on your ambition. Yeah, exactly. Like, settle for people who are bad to you in your past. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely not that, like, I should go move to Tennessee. That was not what I took out. No. It. I mean, this is, this is, even if they're truly, genuinely in love, like, no one, even they cannot argue that this is a giant PR stunt, yeah. you know? Like, this has done, so Tiffany, she shuts down, he shuts down Tiffany's for their engagement, and then maybe a month later, she has her engagement party at Tiffany's. Another time to shut down <laughs> Tiffany's, and then she has this huge, elaborate, engagement party there with like randos with randos and i think before the engagement party she also went to a tiffany event that was pictured with kim kardashian yeah she's a tiffany's ambassador with kim kardashian and and it gets way more egregious yes exactly and i think the next thing that probably comes up is amazon (laughs) right and in general pretty weird for like a celebrity couple to say they have a wedding registry like Like publicly publicly yeah just weird weird. um it's pretty obvious that they're they're getting sponsorship from amazon to to not only curate this list but also promote it promote it and get certain products on the list versus not so honestly there's more right there was was like nick jonas's weird like bachelor party hashtag yeah. like paid partnership with elite vodka or something whatever really that random. is and then not bird scooters but like line bikes <laughs> okay for those of you who haven't checked out his instagram <laughs> check it out i think his bachelor party <laughs> was just a solo party with him and a photographer there are no attendees and all those bikes <laughs> not faulting her from like trying to like make a little extra cash yeah that's 
Everyone does it. Everyone does it, but it feels weird to use your wedding to this person yeah. you don't super know as, like, a huge, like, money-making opportunity. Yeah. Like, it just makes it feel like it's fake or cheaper. Right, exactly. Which, like, kind of begs the question of, is this move to America and, you know, westernization a monetary thing? Like, is this relationship good for her financially? I think, like, obviously it is. Right. But, like, how significant is that? Yeah, and... I think there was an article that came out right after they got after they got engaged in the New York Times about how she's a huge investor in Bumble. Oh, Did yeah. you read about that? And yeah. it's a Bumble, yeah. I think it's Bumble. Um, and I think she's really trying to get a stronger financial foothold in the U.S. And I think that's definitely a motivator. Um, you know, like comparatively, like we said, Nick is a nobody. Nick is let's just be yeah, real. Let's just be real. Uh, and he's to be so superficial for a second, he's not like a, you know, he was like a cutie when he was a kid, Yeah. but he's not like an objectively super handsome, like Bond type guy. No, definitely not. So then the question, the question becomes, you know, this mediocre white American dude that she marries, would, that was enough to catapult her to this like next level of financial gains. Mm-hmm. Would her marrying an Indian or Mm -hmm. like a person of color in the United States have Mm -hmm. catapulted her to that same level and I feel like the answer is no I think the answer is no also and maybe it's a little bit of a gray area in terms of she had married someone who was not only a person of color but a little bit more well-known Michael B. Jordan Michael B. Jordan like if she if she married him do you think she would be like as covered as she is right now. Do you think people would care as much? I don't think so. I don't think they would either. I really don't think so. I think it's definitely a bias towards this white American ideal. I definitely think from an Indian perspective, I think in India she's been praised for launching her life here in the U.S. and part of that is marrying this white American man, even though he's not necessarily as accomplished as she is or talented as she is and has really like done as much right so I think whiteness definitely is a huge part of this equation and it goes back to that whole like idealization of American whiteness and that's what she's buying into like that's her life now and I mean yeah it's internalized colonialism it is and like there's a lot of I mean, that's a whole other conversation about internalized colonialism yeah. in, like, American Indians as well. But, like, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of sad to see that on such a large stage, you know? Yeah, definitely. But Priyanka, I think she's trying to make this relationship seem like it's very genuine, which it probably isn't, but by making it into this huge, like, money-making PR stunt, it, in my mind, delegitimizes it. Yeah. Do you think that it's helping him in the same way? I think, well, I think it's kind of interesting that he launched this, he released his single the same time that they got engaged, which is, and I think that he's profiting off of getting this visibility in the media that I don't think he would have gotten if he wasn't engaged to her. Do you? Interesting. Like, yeah, how much is he profiting over her specifically versus, like, if he got engaged to, like, a Victoria's Secret model? So they get engaged, and he's posting about his engagement, two posts about the engagement, and the literal next post is for his 
release of his new single right now. Which neither of us has heard. So, like, how successful how, is this marketing how campaign? Nick Jonas versus Robin Schulz. I don't know. Is it a battle? Rap battle. Who knows? Rap battle. Yeah, so he's definitely he's definitely remaining in the limelight yeah. because of her. In some ways, she's profiting almost as much as he is. Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah. even though he's a nothing, like, them being, being white, white yeah. it's, like, equity mm-hmm. so much. Yeah, higher. and then definitely, I think she's become a household name to a Americans. whole, yeah, a whole group of people, his fans, who are probably not necessarily the demographic that would have known who she is, right? No. All, like, race things aside and, you know, PR and money and paid advertisements. Yeah. I think that there's, like, also there was a quote in the Vogue. She was on a date in L.A. with Jonas, and he said, I love the way you look at the world. I love the drive you have. As a girl, I've never had a guy tell me, I like your ambition, Chopra says. It's always been the opposite. That is just so sad. It's just the saddest thing. Saddest thing. Here we have this ambitious, beautiful, talented actress. But also, like... Is he just the first guy who's ever not been a jerk to and her? That's kind of what it sounds like, right? Like, this is bare minimum. This is really Absolute bare minimum. Absolute bare minimum. That's sad. It's yeah. like a lose-lose situation. Yeah. Male actors don't face that same thing. Oh, no, never. You can no, be never. and be like, it's like the 10-year anniversary of Twilight or whatever. <laughs> Obviously, I watched all those movies. Kristen Stewart got all that flack for being super unemotional and aloof. Robert Pattinson was exactly the same way. Same way. I was going to say, how else would you describe him? Yeah. Yeah, he had a terrible American accent. Yeah. Like, he was very vocal about the fact that he hated the franchise. Like, whenever she was, she, like, got so much black for it. Right. He was, like, so celebrated. And I, I mean, it's just, like, a pattern of, like, actresses being forced to be a certain way. I think Priyanka is just not the best actress. Right. And not super good at hiding it. No, and it's just yeah. Really sad. Actresses being forced to act a certain way because of their gender. Yeah. But I almost feel like she's above that. Like, she's, she's so famous, she, she should not have to She shouldn't do have to stuff. worry about it, yeah. She can get any job she wants yeah. now. Which is weird that this is what she wants right yeah. now, right? She's choosing ranch life. Hashtag ranch life. Hashtag ranch life. Which begs the question, like, <laughs> is this real love? Is this real love? Or is it just desire to be a rancher? Right. And I think it might be both. <laughs> Equal parts. Equal both. parts. Ranch and love. And love. Okay, so... I feel like we've exhausted all of what we wanted to yeah, say, right? I, I don't know. Are we, like, forgotten stuff? So, is this win? How do we feel about this? <laughs> it's complicated, right? Yeah. Because, like, Indians are in the media a ton more in... America because of this, right? right? Like exactly. Or maybe it's just that we research her a lot. That's true. We do research <laughs> her a lot, but I do feel like from my conversations in like a midwestern small town, like they've definitely been more focused on Indians than they have ever been in the past. You know, totally. and I think a lot of that has to do with more representation, which we agreed is a great thing. it's a great thing they have like a roca mm-hmm. ceremony which mm-hmm. is like a traditional engagement engagement party yeah. and then like their wedding photos confusingly talk about mandy for no apparent reason no apparent reason and whoever edits their captions needs <laughs> work grammar lesson nick if you're listening but the sentiment is nice yeah right? the like, sentiment is nice and he's like you know learning about indian culture she's like I don't know, spreading a little bit more about Indian culture through him. But at the same time, her, like, approach to it 
westernization and yeah. like like glorification of southern american ideals, ideals yeah feels like a step backwards. backwards and i think we'll talk about this when we talk about mindy kaling too but about how priyanka totally stresses that she doesn't want to be playing like just indian characters she wants to be you know, she doesn't want to play something about her race. She just wants to play something, mm-hmm. like, generally, which I totally get. I get that, yeah. And, like, that's awesome. Good for you, girl. You can be an FBI agent if you want. But also, at, to what degree do you have a responsibility mm-hmm. as, like, one of the pioneers of Browns in the media? Yeah. A responsibility portray Indian culture and portray mm-hmm. positive Indian interactions and relationships. Right. Um, right, exactly. And then also, just in terms of, like, how she has portrayed, not portrayed, but um, incorporated her Indian heritage and culture and roots into their engagement and now, I guess, their wedding. Does it does it actually bridge the cultures? Does it create a blend between the two? Or is it actually creating more of a divide of how different they are? And, I mean, I don't think that's a question that anyone can answer right now, but I definitely think their relationship, just in terms of, like, talking about it, looking at how things have progressed, um, the different backgrounds that they've come from, it's it could not be more clear how different they are, right? And how much Priyanka specifically has had to give up in order to be in this new relationship and be accepted in the West. So And totally and isn't like an exoticization almost yeah. of back to her like right. Exactly. Roots. Right. Like, exotic. Nick's family was so excited, so fun. fun. But like is this a reoccurring theme or is this you can be Indian too, sort of. Right, like. exactly. And I think maybe inadvertently she's still being reduced to her ethnicity and her yeah. race, right? Uh, it's like weird Instagram comments that we read on their engagement posts, which just reduce her to being India, right? Yeah. Or she has gone on so many talk shows where she describes her relationship and how she needs this traditional Indian wedding and... It makes sense, but once again, I don't know if it's doing any justice to her culture or heritage. I think it might, in fact, just be creating more of a divide and reducing her to what she is in terms of her race and ethnicity. Yeah, I like the plan is like clearly not for them to move to Mumbai. It's oh, not that's like never needs, happening. Yeah, yeah, it's not like he needs a vested interest in right, India exactly. or their stay in the States. And that's like a big deal for her honestly like that's like huge deal she is indian that's so core she was miss india she's yeah. like that's like so core to her identity that she's giving that up feels like a loss for right uh, indian culture more than a game exactly and i think like what would your idea like my ideal situation would be he changes his name to nick chopra <laughs> and they move to mumbai and he does music for bollywood films yes <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> I'm into that. That's all I want for them. Best case scenario. Who knows? Maybe it could happen. It could happen. That's true. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Nick, if you're listening. That's what we want for you. That's what we want. (laughs) Change your name. Change your name. (laughs) It's a great city. (laughs) Okay, so hot takes. Uh, The purpose of this part of our show is going to be to talk about issue... <laughs> issues is a broad way of describing what we want to talk about. Okay, issues is not exactly what we want to talk about. Specific things that annoy us, okay? <laughs> Basically. Specific things um, in American culture that we feel 
they could use some critiques. Yeah. Um, healthy, healthy criticism. Healthy criticism. So today's hot take is on chai. More specifically, chai, chai tea lattes. Chai tea lattes. And it really just boils down to the fact that chai tea latte means beverage, beverage, beverage. Just, that's just, <laughs> that just doesn't make it sense. It doesn't make sense. It's the most redundant word for a very simple drink. Uh, and it just bothers me how many people drink chai without really knowing what it is supposed to be. It's like, but no one ever said, like, it's like, if you're in India, you get like, you'd be like, ask for a chai, which is like a chai tea latte, but it's just a chai. Chai. It's literally black tea with milk. With milk and some and sugar. And they made some spices. Yeah. If that. If that. Which is what, isn't that what a chai tea latte is too? But they have like a little fluffy. And they like foam it up and yeah. put a ton of sugar in it and uh, did that start as like a like an Indianization thing, or is it not even like recognized I as think being Indian? No, I don't think it's recognized as being Indian. I think you can go to like any grocery store and buy chai mix and whatever <laughs> the hell that is, right? And uh, I think honestly, like it, this, I think it deserves a deeper dive it into does. how it even became a thing in the U.S. My theory is that some white dude tried chai one once upon a time and decided like, hmm. Could probably sell this, and, and it turns out he was right. It turns out he was right. So, so stop buying chai. Stop buying chai. Chai tea lattes. I'm definitely <laughs> guilty. I definitely get chai tea lattes. Oh, because but they're I'll delicious. Stop now. They're great. But let's call them something else. Let's, let's call, call them, them spice sugary sugar. milk. <laughs> spice sugary milk. Catchy. I love it. So there you go. That's our hot take. Order a spice sugary milk wherever you go. <laughs> Okay, until next time. Farewell. Bye.